You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast featured at CanadiansConnection.fm brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, hosted by Rick Stevens and Michael Spinella. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged, and entertained. My name is Michael Spinella, and I'll be your host for the next hour. This is episode 284 of the Canadians Connection podcast, and I'm very pleased to be joined in the studio by my co-host, the editor of the Hockey News Montreal, the founder and the president of Rocket Sports, Rick Stevenson, how are you doing today, Rick? Good day, sir. Doing well. We had a terrific uh, pre-show meeting and feeling all warmed up already. We're talking about trade deadline scenarios for the Montreal Canadiens, and I'm ready to go. How about you? Uh, pr- feeling pretty w- ready to go as well. Had a little energy boost. Uh, to be honest, I feel like at the beginning of this, I, I was going to say it's a chill vibe. But now I've got some energy in me and I'm ready to go. <laughs> awesome. So we'll make we'll make sure that we take everyone through uh, this past week, uh, everything that the Montreal Canadiens got up to, games, roster news, prospects, and just some news from around the NHL. And of course, in segment two, it's uh, trade deadline scenarios. Uh, we'll uh, take a look at all the different scenarios for the Montreal Canadiens. And of course, segment three is a have you say segment. Uh, we'll turn things over to our listeners. Our Canadians Connection question of the week is... Which Canadians do you consider must-trades ahead of the NHL trade deadline? And, of course, we like to interact with everyone. Rick, what's the best way for all of our listeners to reach out to us? Well, there's a few ways. Um, If you have a little bit more to say, you can reach out to us via email. The email address is hello at rocketsportsmedia.com. But if it's easier, why don't you just text us? We've set up a Rocket Sports text line. It's easy to remember. 5853-ROCKET. That's 5853-ROCKET. Text us. 24 hours a day. And also make sure that you're following us on social media. It's at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we also have a website, CanadiansConnection.fm. Make sure that you check out all of our comprehensive pregame previews and postgame recaps for every Canadians game at THN.com slash Montreal. That's the Hockey News Montreal. And here's what's happened since we've been gone. Uh, Going back to February the 17th, uh, the Washington Capitals come into Montreal, and they come away with a 4-3 to victory. I actually thought that Jake Allen had a solid performance in this game. Uh, both teams were pretty close, but uh, by the end of the game, it was the Habs power play that let them down. And, uh, of course, the Washington Capitals come away with that one-goal victory. The Capitals um, were dangerous all game long. 
high danger scoring chances uh, as calculated by natural stat trick 24 to 13 which is 24 is a pretty high number um, if you you follow that stat uh, so great game from uh, Jake Allen unfortunate that uh, they couldn't get the win uh, the other number that was uh, being bandied about after this game was 102.2 miles an hour that was a slap shot uh, by Arbor Jacki uh, with his goal uh, Jacki about six and a half miles an hour uh, less than one Shea Weber but you know he can get there Arbor Jacki had another pretty good game a couple days later on February the 21st as the Buffalo Sabres come to town and Buffalo wins this one three to two uh, the Habs actually outshot the Sabres by a pretty wide margin but uh, Uko Pekalukanen looked pretty good in net for the Sabres uh, the Habs went 0-4 on the power play, only scored two goals, and uh, both coming from the D-men, one Jaden Strubo, and the other, like we just said, Arbor Jacki. Uh, the Sabres had a very dominant second period, uh, scoring all three other goals there to take the win. Uh, Jaden Strubo loves to score against the Sabres, apparently. He has two, <laughs> uh, three goals this season, two of those against uh, the Sabres. Uh, his good friend Devin Levi plays for the Sabres. Um, yeah, I think this was the best game of the season for Arbor Jacki. He was very physical. He was looking confident. Um, he was being Arbor Jacki in this game, and it was good to see him back. And uh, that was the first of uh, a back-to-back. The second half was the very next day on February the 22nd as Montreal visit, visited the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they lose 4-1. to They actually had a pretty good start to this one. Uh, an interception by uh, Mike Matheson and a point shot led to a one nothing lead for the Montreal Canadiens, uh, but they fizzled immediately after that as goaltender Tristan Jari looked like the king in between the pipes <laughs> for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, the Habs uh, once again led in the shot department but failed to capitalize on a lot of their chances. Uh, the Pens scored two in the second and add an empty net an empty netter to take the victory. Uh, Canadians were zero for three on the power play. The power play is struggling right now. Uh, Canadians have lost four straight games, and uh, you mentioned it was a back and back back to back. Uh, the Canadians are now one and ten uh, on the second game of the back to back. That is worse in the National Hockey League. They have one win on a back to back, and that was against Chicago in um, just before Christmas. Um, interestingly enough, uh, the Canadians have played fifty-seven games. Uh, they have fifty-two points and are ranked twenty-sixth in the National Hockey League. Look back last year. After 57 games, what did it look like? 52 points, 26th in the National Hockey League. Exactly the same. Where's the progress, Mr. Kent Hughes? Where's the progress? <laughs> uh, so right now the Habs are sitting at a 0.1% chance of making the playoffs. So that uh, goes down a little bit again from last week on pace for 76 points. And don't look now, but uh, there's a team in the Atlantic Division right behind them, uh, behind by one point, and have three games at hand. So it's possible by this time next week that the Canadians are the absolute bottom of the Atlantic Division. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So make sure that you check out Habs Notepad, Habs Headlines, feature articles, and game day posts appearing regularly at THN.com slash Montreal. Taking a look at our roster news, uh, Jordan Harris returned to the lineup against the Buffalo Sabres. Harris took a hit to the head last week uh, against the St. Louis Blues. Nice to see him back, and uh, to be honest, I thought he put together a couple of good games. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I missed a couple of games, um, and um, 
with that with that hit uh, concussion symptoms, uh, but he he played really well once he got back into the lineup, uh, replacing Jonathan Kovacevic. So breaking news: the Montreal Canadiens have a brand new player this week as they claimed forward Colin White off of waivers from the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Colin White did not have to travel far. He just had to go to the visiting dressing room as he would play against the Pittsburgh Penguins on the very same day that he was claimed by the Montreal Canadiens. Um, so far in the NHL this season, Colin White is yet to register his first point. Uh, so kind of disappointing for him. I think he's been more of an AHL player for the Penguins. And uh, man, his career trajectory just did not pan out. This was a former first-round pick by the Ottawa Senators, also a former Kent Hughes client, and uh, he'll likely be the fourth liner for the remainder of the season on Montreal. And it's just been the curious case of Colin White. I've not been able to stop thinking about all the potential that he once had and the fact that uh, I I wouldn't have uh, believed you if you told me that in 2024 he'd be put on waivers. And playing about a dozen games for the Penguins, he'll play more than that for the Montreal Canadiens. As you said, um, Montreal looking for um, a center. Uh, Colin White fits the bill. Um, and uh, and someone that Kent Hughes is, is very, very familiar with, as you said, a uh, former client. Absolutely. So with that transaction, the Montreal Canadiens placed forward Brendan Gignac on waivers. He did clear on Friday, and he was reassigned to Laval. Uh, he's been putting up some decent numbers in Laval. I think that's more where he fits in. In the NHL, he just looked out of place, to be completely honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, he... <laughs> Mar- Marty St. Louis said that Brandon Gignac has NHL level compete, uh, and he stopped there uh, because I don't think there are many other. Um, I mean, he has <laughs> decent speed, but um, there's there's not many other um, parts of his game that are NHL caliber. Um, he split his season between the AHL and the EC- ECHL, um, so best that he be returned to Laval, cleared waivers uh, back to Laval, and he'll help them in their uh, playoff push. Uh, I'll still ask the question, why in the world did um, the Canadians uh, demote Mitchell Stevens? He was fine on the fourth line. Uh, He was playing well. He fit in. Um, There was no reason to send him to Laval and for Gignac to come up. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, Bad news coming out of Thursday night's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins as Jaden Struble left that game with an injury. Uh, I'm hoping that he's okay because he's... uh, before that was looking like a very good defenseman and uh, was a very bright spot on this Montreal Canadiens team. It, it was ugly. He crawled essentially to the bench and um, then was taken to the dressing room, not putting any weight whatsoever um, on his leg. Um, and it was, it was one of those uh, situations where the player, uh, Jaden Struble, it was just a dump in. There was no contact. Uh, and then you saw him pull up. So, that has many speculating um, that it could be an Achilles injury or something uh, relatively serious. We we don't know. Um, as we're recording, uh, the Canadians have not um, announced any medical update. Uh, let's hope that uh, there's only good news for Jaden Struble. And uh, some more fun news. Uh, the Canadians' skills competition will take place at Bell Centre on Sunday. This is always a fun thing uh, to watch, uh, looking out for who might be uh, the hardest shot and the fastest skater. Yeah, and it's fun. Uh, it's the kind of situation where they take the glass down, not on the ends, of course, but on 
on the side uh, so that uh, fans get a up-close look at, at their hero's opportunity to get autographs, that sort of thing. So um, it'll, be, it'll be lots of fun. And uh, with that, I think it's a good time to get to our Habs Prospect Report. It's time for the Rocket Report. The Rocket Sports Media team is your premier source for information about the Laval Rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens, as well as Habs prospects playing in the CHL, NCAA, and leagues around the world. Bookmark THN.com slash Montreal to follow our comprehensive coverage of Canadians prospects. Each week we like to highlight a Montreal Canadiens prospect, and this week we're going to shine the spotlight on the Kitchener Rangers forward, Philippe Michar, the former first-round pick, uh, the same year as Uri Slavkovsky, and from the exact same country in Slovakia as Slavkovsky is. And uh, this season in the OHL with the Rangers, he's actually had a bit of an improvement uh, looking at his 2022-23 uh, numbers. Uh, in 52 games, he registered 51 points, so far in 33 games, he's uh, registered uh, 42 points this season. So absolutely a player that uh, I'm keeping my eyes on. And uh, it's uh, nice to see that he's taking a nice step forward. For sure. Um, the Kitchener Rangers are one of those teams um, in our in the uh, QMJHL site, the, the Hockey News QMJHL site. Um, they are one of the kind of honorable mentions when you're talking about Memorial Cup contenders. Um, they went out and at the deadline uh, made some additions, reinforced their team. Um, so maybe uh, Philippe Machar is not feeling that he has to be the guy this year. Uh, in with a nice um, uh, supporting cast, he's had an excellent season, um, and and I think he's just maybe last season he was uh, not wanting to be there. He had he had said that you know I played against men I don't need to be playing against uh, boys um, and and I, I think uh, this season he's happy to be there he understands uh, a little bit better the the whole development progression and um, and he's he's excelling and could have an opportunity uh, at least he'll have an opportunity for the OHL playoffs Absolutely. So we'll keep an eye on him and uh, looking forward to when he eventually joins this Montreal Canadiens team. Uh, if we want to do a very early preview of next preseason, I think that he's going to be my player to watch at least. That's a good pick. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens prospect pool rankings came out uh, through the athletic and Scott Wheeler is the one responsible of that. He ranks them as number 10 in the NHL. He notes that they have a lot more quantity than other teams do, but they also have some quality specifically on defense. Uh, ranking one through five here, you have Hudson, Reinbacker, Fowler, Waugh, and Mayu. I think the reasonable list, I'm surprised to see how high Fowler and Waugh are on this list, but I do th- find it interesting to see uh, Lane Hudson ahead of David Reinbacker. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's recognized uh, that that uh, Lane Hudson is a is a pretty special player. Um, not that uh, Ryan Backer isn't, but I think the the jury's still out. We don't know what kind of player Ryan Backer is going to be. Projected to be a number one uh, type defenseman, but um, has has been, had a, a tough season on a bad team uh, this year, and it's um, I think we'll we'll be able to see once he comes over. Um, you know, Joshua Wah, is he a bit high on the list? Owen Beck, is he a bit low? Uh, uh, Justin Barron, a bit low? Logan Mayu, low? Uh, Jaden Struble, maybe a bit low on this list? 
why in the world is is uh, Seminole, Xavier Seminole <laughs> on this list at all? I, I, I mean, we can quibble with with all of these um, individual rankings, um, but I think that it's clear. You know, a lot of Canadians fans kind of overvalue the prospects. Um, the Canadians having number 10, and, and this is up one from last year in Scott's uh, rankings, um, seems about right. Um, is is the rebuild over? No, the Canadians still need elite talent, uh, whether that's drafted elite talent or or uh, uh, bringing in young players like a Kirby Doc to to add to the uh, to the young chorus. So um, always always fun to to see these ratings uh, for the prospects to get recognition. Um, and you know, maybe there's some that are missing on this list. What about a Florian Jackeye? Uh, maybe he mm. should be on this list given the season that he's having this year. Um, but we'll, we'll keep tabs on it. And, and Scott Wheeler isn't the only one we'll look out for. Uh, I think Corey Pronman's rankings will be out next. And, and I think we have a little bit more trust in Pronman's, uh, ratings, uh, his, his, uh, longevity over the years, uh, he he seems to get a little bit closer to the mark. Yeah, I think you got that right. And uh, with that, uh, let's take a look at the Laval Rocket, uh, Montreal's AHL affiliate, and what they've been up to this past week. Going back to February the 17th, uh, Laval takes a visit to Wilkes-Barre-Scranton, and they lose 6-3. to three. Uh, The only thing I really have to say about Laval in this game is uh, Jan Mishak scored a pair of goals, so very good for him. Uh, they were outshot, and uh, honestly, they took too many penalties, so that's what led to that loss. On the 18th, Laval went and visited uh, Bridgeport, and they lost in overtime 2-1. to one. Heinemann scored the lone Laval goal as uh, Matt Maggio scored twice for Bridgeport. And a couple days later, on February the 21st, uh, Laval back at home take on Hershey, and they win 3-2 to two in the shootout. It was uh, Logan Mayu that snapped that uh, losing streak with his shootout winner. Laval's such an odd team to watch. Bridgeport, one of the worst teams in the league, and um, they can't generate much against Bridgeport. Hershey is on a historic run, one of the best teams ever in the American Hockey League, and I'm not exaggerating. Um, and and Laval plays extremely well against them, and and uh, Mayu with with that shootout winner. So um, they're a fun. They can be both a, a fun team to watch and a frustrating team to watch. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see as they push, make a push for the playoffs. Laval's record currently 22-25-2, uh, 51 points, and 22nd in the AHL. Coming up next week, they do have three games that uh, we'll keep our eyes on. On the 24th of February, La- uh, Laval takes on Toronto at home. On the 28th, uh, they go to visit Bridgeport. And on the 1st of March, uh, they go out to visit Hartford. So hitting the road this next week after one game at home. Uh, Big news from Laval Rocket. uh, They have signed goaltender Casimir Cascazuo to a one-year, one-way AHL contract. I think he's earned it uh, since coming in. uh, He's really solidified that net in Laval. And you can see the difference in their play. I think that uh, you can almost... uh, if you were to look at uh, all their previous games, you could almost see where Strauss Mann stopped playing and where Casimir Cascazuo started to play. And it's not only due to Cascazuo's play. Dobish has looked much better. Uh, and it, in fact, Dobish is getting the majority of the starts. 
but having Cascasuo there, um, as Patrick Williams explained last year, last week in um, Canadians Connection episode two eight three. In fact, it's a, a worthwhile uh, segment. You should go uh, listen to it. But explain just how um, the addition of a Cascasuo can add confidence to. Um, the entire team. Um, and really, I, I wonder why, why Lavelle waited so long. Um, Cascasua was on a 25-game PTO, uh, but you saw instantly the difference he made. And listen, when you're on a PTO, you're free to sign with anybody, any suitor that comes. Um, and, uh, you know, I kept wondering, uh, Lavelle, come on, sign this guy. There's a chance you could lose him. But fortunately, um, he had he signed that contract that will see him uh, stay with the club for the rest of the season. Moving down one league to the ECHL, let's take a look at the Trois-Rivières Lions. And this past week, uh, not so good. On the 17th of February, they got shut out by Adirondack 3 to nothing. So right now their record is 19-24, 3-2, 12th place in the Eastern Conference. So their struggle, struggles all around just seem to be continuing. Uh, they can't score. Goaltenders have been uh, quite shaky. Uh, this past week, Strauss Mann was reassigned to Trois-Rivières. Uh, he's yet to suit up, but uh, I'd be curious to see if he makes any kind of a difference. And they, they need to score. As you said, they're they're um, really having trouble scoring. Um, goaltending is one thing, and, and maybe Strasman can help, uh, but they need to score some goals. Absolutely. Um, did you know that uh, we cover uh, the QMJHL for the Hockey News? And uh, we've uh, been doing some nice articles over the past few weeks. Uh, written by Mike uh, Raschel, we've been doing the Memorial Cup Contender Series and uh, there's been a lot of good content that uh, you might want to look out for there. And and uh, the article started with a focus on on the OHL. Why would um, you know our site, which which uh, focuses on the QMJHL and the Q fans, uh, write articles about the OHL? Well, um, in the Memorial Cup, um, the representative from the Q will be facing these other teams. So we're doing a Memorial Cup contender series. Uh, starting with the Q and and who um, who's uh, the Q uh, going to face? Are they going to face the Saginaw? Well, they're going to face the Saginaw Spirit. They're the hosts. Uh, are they going to face the London Knights, the Kitchener Rangers, uh, Sioux Greyhounds, uh, Sudbury Wolves? Um, if you want a little bit of background about the better teams, the contenders coming out of the O, um, you'll want to to uh, read those articles, and coming up soon, we'll have similar uh, review of the contenders in the WHL. So, if you want to find all the content about Canadians prospects, you can head over to thn.com/slash/Montreal. And if you're looking for the best English language coverage of the Quebec Maritimes Junior Hockey League, head over to thn.com/slash/QMJHL. And now it's a good time to get to our quotes of the week. And this week, it's all about Kirby Duck. It's uh, It's been a difficult season for Kirby Duck. He had a season-ending injury pretty early on in the second game of the season. And uh, the first uh, audio clip that we have from him, he's talking about his uh, rehabilita- rehabilitation process. Anytime you're hurt, um, you want to kind of come back and, as a player, push your timelines a little bit and um, be ready to, to go um, as soon as you can. So um, for me, I just kind of take it day by day, step by step. Um, uh, there's good days and there's bad days with it, but um, so far it's been it's been really good and the training staff's been great and um, support staff and um, the, the trainers and the gym and stuff. So 
Um, I feel good. It's nice to be able to skate and get on the ice a little bit, but um, still a little bit of a road ahead of me. Um, so he's quiet, um, but it, it's nice to hear from him. Um, he obviously uh, is disappointed the way this season uh, panned out. Wasn't expecting to miss uh, almost the entire season, um, but it was good to see him back uh, first in tracksuit, then uh, then in full equipment on the ice. Um, he gives uh, credit to the medical staff. Remember, the medical and training staff are relatively new, um, and um, from Alex Newhook or from uh, Kirby Doc, you've heard nothing but praise uh, for the uh, medical staff um, and the way they've dealt with injuries and 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 rehab. Um, and and he says, um, you know, he has good days, he has bad days. Um, but, um, he's, he's liking the way, uh, his rehab is going. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, there, there was far too many questions. Uh, let me scold fellow media people, um, asking him whether he's coming back at the end of the season. Well, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. The focus is making sure that, um, that his rehab goes and, and that he's a hundred percent to start the season next season. It doesn't matter if he comes back for a couple of games possible, uh, but it doesn't really matter if he comes back. And there was even a question about whether he would participate in the world championships. And he correctly said, uh, why, <laughs> you know, what's the, <laughs> what's the point? Um, I'm going to, you know, finish the rehab here, um, work hard over the summer and be ready for the fall. Um, and, and and I think he has a good attitude. And, and I should say um, that the Canadians have done a good job keeping him engaged. We've seen him uh, in the press box at every game. Um, and he's there on, on game days. He's there early um, and, me, and has been invited to sit in with the coaches. When the coaches have their meetings and do their pre-scout, uh, when they meet, um, the next day after a game and and break down the game, Kirby Doc is in that room. Kirby Doc is helping to uh, contribute and and tell uh, the coaching staff what he saw uh, from up in the press box. Um, and and sure, he's learning the, the game, but um, uh, in a different way, seeing the game from a different way, but also understanding those coaching perspectives. And I, I think all of that just ke- helps keep him engaged uh, this season. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And we have uh, one other clip coming from Kirby Doc, and this time he's talking about uh, working with Uri Slavkovsky. Um, to be honest, I saw myself a lot in Slav. Um, big kid come in, maybe, maybe he was ready or maybe he wasn't. You don't really know, but I felt like I was kind of in the same situation where um, you come in and you have a lot of expectations on you, but the most expectations come from within yourself and you, and you want to do good. and prove every right that you deserve to be in that spot and so um, when you see a young guy struggling you kind of step in and try and help him as much as you can I mean I had a lot of older guys help me out in, in Chicago along the way and um, definitely wouldn't be where I am today without them so uh, any little advice I could talk to Slaff about uh, Cools, Arbor, JB, anybody that uh, kind of has their, their first couple of years here um, definitely going to be able to talk to him and, and try and help him out. There's a lot there there's a lot there. Um, first, you know, there's not much difference in age, uh, particularly, you know, between uh, Doc and Aguli. Or, but he talks about um, stepping in and talking to Guli and Jacki and Baron um, and Uri Slavkovsky. 
and says that, um, you know, I, I see a lot of, of um, myself in him, um, a big guy and, and coming into the league. And how honest was that when he said whether he was ready or he wasn't ready? Well, we've been saying, we said that uh, he wasn't ready and maybe he needed uh, um, some time in Laval and not maybe he did need some time in Laval and, and Kirby said, you know, um, maybe, maybe not. Um, but it was, it was uh, good for me to sit down with him and, and talk through things with him and, um, and help him get through the difficult times, especially early in the season. And um, he went on to say, um, you know, maybe we'll have a chance to play next year and, and um, uh, developing a bit of a connection with him. So um, when, when Canadians fans have Slavkovsky, you know, penciled or, or uh, written in ink, uh, that he's going to be permanently with uh, Suzuki and, and Caulfield. Don't be surprised if um, there's some auditions with Kirby Doc uh, next season, which would which would be really effective for the, the Canadians, giving them a, a two strong lines rather than just the one that they have this season. Uh, but fascinating, fascinating quote from Kirby Doc. Yeah, I absolutely love his insights, and uh, I like that he makes it kind of personal, too, in saying that he sees himself in Yuri Slavkovsky. And he said this, like you said, uh, I think the start of the quote, I absolutely agree with all of that. I think that uh, uh, his honesty and uh, everything he said there was uh, truly amazing coming from such a young player. For sure. And uh, now let's take a look at some hockey news and notes. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Gary Bettman has upheld the five-game suspension to Toronto Maple Leafs forward Morgan Riley. Uh, this was a suspension given to him for cross-checking Ridley Gregg to the head. And uh, I think this is one of the rare times where Bettman and I have seen eye-to-eye on a situation. I think this is the right move. Well, you know what? Gary got it wrong. Oh, did he? Because uh, the commissioner, when you appeal to the commissioner, you also, um, you can reduce the expansion, uh, suspension, but you can also increase the suspension and he should have increased uh-huh. it to six games so there we can disagree with gary how about that yeah fair enough <laughs> i like it better your way <laughs> uh coming out from the athletic uh, they rated the best and the worst top pairing defenseman in the nhl and where did the canadians defenseman appear well spoiler alert right near the bottom uh fifth worst pairing in the league according to the athletic uh, they talked about uh, Mike Matheson, who's uh, taken on a lot of minutes, averaging a whopping 25.24 minutes per game. And, uh, they say that uh, that's a big responsibility for someone who's very talented, but not a bona fide number one defenseman. What do you think about that? Yeah, they're absolutely right. Um, you know, there's Canadians fans love their players. They overvalue their players. Um, is Mike Matheson a number one defenseman? On a contending team, on a, on a playoff-bound team, anywhere else? No, of course not. Um, he makes far too many mistakes, and the offense that he does provide is is uh, I think it's overblown. And you see in the the analytics that they provide um, the contribution overall, what he gives up, and what he and what the Canadians get back when he's on the ice is pretty minimal. Um, so, uh, you know, they say he's a beautiful skater. He, he eats up a lot of minutes. I guess the only, um, the only value in him eating a lot of minutes isn't, is, is lessening the exposure on the younger defenseman. 
um, but he's not contributing uh, as positively as as Canadians fans think he is. And listen, when the Canadians are a contender, Mike Matheson is not going to be on your top pairing. He's not going to be on your second pairing, and he may not be in the lineup at all. And I think uh, we saw all of that against the Pittsburgh Penguins the other night, scoring the first goal off of a great play, and then not uh, too long later, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins scoring a goal out off of a Mike Matheson bad giveaway. So yeah, that's there right. you go. He that's giveth right. and he taketh away. Exactly. Uh, ending the segment on a bit of a sadder note, uh, former Canadians defenseman Jean-Guy Talbot uh, passed away at the age of 91. Uh, so this defenseman played over a thousand games in the NHL. He also took over a thousand penalty minutes. So great career and uh, an absolute legend. Seven Stanley Cups. Um, he was on that dynasty, the dynasty team uh, that won five Stanley Cups uh, between 1956 and 1960. Also won a, a cup in 65 and 66. Went on to play uh, for other teams, but uh, always be um, a uh, thought of as a Montreal Canadian. And uh, we send uh, our deep felt condolences to his family. Coming up, we'll hear a message from our sponsors, DraftKings, and then we'll get to our big topic segment. We'll talk about the trade deadline. This is the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Maybe you want to make a bet on five different players who are going to score a goal tonight. The opportunities are endless on DraftKings Sportsbook. There are so many different combinations, opportunities, specials, parlays, straight-up money line bets, you name it. There's so many ways to play on DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Welcome back to episode uh, 284 of the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. Uh, my name is Michael Spinella. You can find me on Twitter at the Spinella, and with me in the studio is our president and founder of Rocket Sports, Rick Stevens. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Rocket Sports, and you can also follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Plus, we have a website, CanadiansConnection.fm. 
And just a reminder here to make sure that you are subscribed to the Canadians Connection podcast in the player or on your favorite podcasting app. That way you never miss a single episode. And Rick, we're just a few weeks out uh, from the NHL trade deadline. That's right. Uh, Ken Hughes did make his first big move a couple weeks back, uh, trading Sean Monaghan to the Winnipeg Jets for a first round pick. And uh, in my opinion, arguably the most uh, important move uh, leading up to that trade deadline. So it's nice that that's out of the way. But uh, how are we about two weeks away? Uh, how's this going to play out for the Montreal Canadiens? We're going to take a deep dive and uh, look at this from a couple different aspects. Yeah, I think there's there are multiple aspects to look at this from. Um, and yes, Ken Hughes is, was successful in dealing with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, getting a first-round pick, that was the goal. Getting a second-first-round pick with respect to Sean Monaghan. Um, but there's still other opportunity. There are, are teams out there who are headed for the playoffs. Um, and the Canadians have the kind of players that just might fit on one of their rosters. So um, let's see if we can sort this all out. Yeah, I would hope that they have a couple more trades uh, in mind. Looking at some uh, boards across the TSN and the Athletic, I see Jake Allen on both of those lists uh, on TSN. He's number 12. Uh, the Athletic, not so high on him at uh, 21. And the only other player I see on either list is one Tanner Pearson uh, appearing at number 41 on TSN's list. So I find that a little bit alarming that uh, there aren't more Montreal Canadiens players being uh, shopped around and high up on these trade boards. Yeah, at least according to to uh, TSN and Sportsnet and Athletic and Daily Faceoff. Um, and it seems that, that um, Calgary is going to determine uh, how a lot of these transactions go um, that, you know, n- until Noah Hannafin is, tr- is traded, will there uh, be any other defensemen traded? Um, he'll kind of set that domino in, in motion. Um, and with respect to goaltenders, maybe it's Jacob, Jacob Markstrom that uh, gets that ball in motion as well. So um, Calgary get busy so that uh, uh, Ken Hughes can, can uh, clean up with the, with the teams that are still left hanging after the, those major players are traded. Absolutely. And uh, interesting thing that uh, we both noticed is there appear to be a lot of former Montreal Canadiens on the trade block. Uh, we see uh, Joel Edmondson is being shopped around by the Washington Capitals. Uh, there's potential of Brett Kulak being traded by the Edmonton Oilers. And of course, I think this one makes sense on the San Jose, San Jose Sharks. Mike Hoffman uh, being shopped around as well. Um, I think that uh, this kind of shows that uh, a lot of these players were kind of moved out at the right time, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Max Pacioretty's there, Thomas Tatar, that uh, that Canadian's great, John Merrill um, is also on the, the trade bait <laughs> board. And, and I think that, um, that, that does justify the decision that uh, the Canadians uh, trade them when, when they need to and... Um, uh, and then, you know, they've served their value for, for the current team and are back on the, the list again. And I think we should keep that in mind when we think of players like um, a David Savard, um, who some are, are saying wait until uh, next season before you make him available. And uh, oddly enough, uh, there are a lot of young talents uh, that are appearing to be made available by other teams. Uh, we know that uh, Kent Hughes and the Montreal Canadiens are kind of looking out for these types of trades where they can acquire uh, a younger prospect or a younger player further along and add them to their current group. 
some of these players include Trevor Zegres, Capo uh, Caco, and uh, Arthur Kaliev. Uh, LeBron actually reporting that the Habs have expressed interest in uh, Trevor Zegres. Capo uh, Caco, 49th on the trade board, uh, whereas Arthur Kaliev comes in at 29th. I like um, Kaliev. I liked when he was with the Bulldogs, with the Kings now, and things just haven't worked out. Um, just a, a very offensive player, got a terrific shot. Uh, worth Work ethic uh, might be an issue, um, and we'll see. Maybe um, um, that's the kind of player he is, or maybe just a new situation would be helpful uh, for him. Um, Capo Caco, um, you know, uh, brought in, uh, I think uh, by Nick Bobrov um, and Trevor Zegras. Um, there's the, the built-in connection with Cole Caulfield. Uh, we saw them uh, last year, Formula One. They were they were joined at the hip um, in Montreal. Uh, Trevor Zegras, I'll just say that uh, he would require um, a pretty significant package going back. And my guess is uh, Montreal Canadiens fans would not be happy with uh, what you have to give up to get a Trevor, Trevor Zegers. You'd have to give up a Gooley. You'd have to give up a Rhinebacker. You'd have to give up something big uh, to get back a Zegers. And um, I don't see, I don't know that that Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon are interested in doing that. This is, this is fascinating. Um, and we know that... Um, that Kent Hughes is looking for a young uh, player uh, who can match the ages of of the young talent that he has. I just don't see th- him bringing a player like this in at this time of year. Um, but you know, we, we don't have that many trade deadlines to of history with Kent Hughes to really uh, to really understand him fully. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, if they were to want to make a move like this. It's probably better at the offseason or in yeah. and around the draft like we've seen Ken Hughes do a couple of years in a row now. Yes. Um, Trevor Zegras, in my opinion, if he were to come to Montreal, yes, it would take a pretty hefty trade. You'd probably lose something you don't want to. But also on the other side, uh, he probably would come in and be one of the most talented players that this team has had in a lot of years, maybe even a couple decades uh, Capo Caco. I don't have a ton of interest in this player. He was a former second overall pick. Maybe there's some familiarity with the uh, Bobrov there, but uh, again, I've not followed his career to know what's really been the situation with him. And Arthur Kaliev, I uh, liked him a lot in junior. Actually, I was hoping that uh, he drafted by uh, one of the teams that I follow. I, I, I remember his draft day actually. He was uh, first-round potential, but uh, he didn't look too happy when he slid all the way to the second round there. But still, I think that uh, this is a player that uh, could come in and add a lot of much-needed offense. He'd certainly have the opportunity to. Yeah, he's, um, you know, had uh, said that he's had a tough start in in Los Angeles, but, you know, 14, 13 goals um, um, in... in, And he's only 22 years old. um, In a very interesting... um, uh, reclamation project, I guess you'd call it. But um, again, as as we both said, uh, probably not the kind of player that's added at this time uh, of the season. So let's uh, now take a look and see what uh, the Montreal Canadiens have to offer up to other teams that uh, are looking to make a splash at the trade deadline. And I think uh, let's start with one Yoel Armia. Um, This is a player that I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the trade block. I think he might actually be. 
And I think a lot of playoff teams could actually use a player like this with his size and his uh, potential comp- contributions through the playoffs. We saw that during the Habs playoff run. He's certainly a, he's a warrior out there. He can fill that role. I wonder if the Habs maybe uh, took down his trade value quite a bit by sending him down to the AHL at a couple points this season. Uh, since then, I think he's been all right, but uh, this is a player that uh, he can be a little bit up and down uh, and a little bit inc- inconsistent. So what are your thoughts on uh, the potential of moving out one UL Armia? I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I really don't think it's going to happen, and it's unfortunate. Um, you know, he has one more year after this year, $3.4 million. Um, There is um, maybe some potential for... Um, a team to be interested, but, um, and, and listen, uh, for Joel, for Yol Armia, he's played pretty decently at times, uh, this season, uh, but just not to make, not enough to make up for that fact that, um, yeah, he was dispatched to Laval available on waivers and, and was, uh, passed over by, by all the teams in the league. For sure. Uh, taking a look at, uh, the other JA initial on the team, uh, Josh Anderson, uh, I've said this on the podcast many times, but according to Kent Hughes last season, uh, the phone was ringing off the hook for this player, and he didn't want to trade him. And, uh, well, this season it's not been very good for Josh Anderson. I would be very surprised if there was a team out there calling for Josh Anderson, if I'm being honest. Uh, seven goals, 15 points. Uh, it took him two months to get his first goal of the season. In my opinion, I think teams are smarter to go after other players. But you never know. Do you think that there's a potential of the Montreal Canadiens moving Josh Anderson this season? The same percentage as uh, their chance of making the playoffs, I think. About point zero one. <laughs> yeah, something like that. No, Josh Anderson um, is not going to be traded. Um, 5.5 million, and he's really only um, been visible in a handful of games this season. Um, my goodness, that, you know... That's really looking like a mistake by Kent Hughes. Three more seasons at 5.5 after this season. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, the other night I did nickname him the ghost because sometimes I don't even know that he's playing and all of a sudden he's there and not doing something very good most of the time. And and listen, um, you know... Lots of people say that Marty St. Louis is is uh, got some sort of magic wand and he's waved it over Cole Caulfield and waved it over Yuri Slavkovsky. Why doesn't he wave it in the direction of of Josh Anderson? The, the truth is Marty's had his failures too, uh, and it should have been easy to get him to um, motivate Josh Anderson and and have Josh Anderson uh, playing at his potential. Uh, Marty wasn't able to do it with hasn't been able to do it with Josh Anderson. Didn't do it with uh, Jonathan Drouin. There's others. Um, so, you know, we, we talk about the hits a lot of the time. There have been a few misses as well. Uh, the next guy on our list is uh, Mike Matheson. Um, I think uh, pretty polarizing between the fans, what their feelings are on Mike Matheson. And I might take this opportunity to actually point at an article that we have on THN.com slash Montreal written by our own Amy Johnson, Uh, talking about why the Habs should move on from Mike Matheson before the trade deadline. And uh, to be completely honest, I think if there's an offer out there, uh, whether it's before the trade deadline or in the offseason, I think that this is a move that you probably should make. 
I know Mike Matheson is wearing the A night in, night out. I know sometimes his offensive contributions look pretty good. You can see the talent, great skater, but I think this is a player that uh, if there's an offer, I, I would like to see the Montreal Canadiens move on from him. On pace for for a 60-point season, which is nothing to sneeze at at all. That's terrific, but it's what he gives up on the other end. Um, Mike Madison's a terrific skater, beautiful to watch. He can endure uh, lots of minutes. He speaks the right language, uh, but those aren't reasons uh, that he'll be uh, in the, the top pairing come times where the, come time where the Canadians are a contender. Uh, but yeah, But just to say, as far as being traded... Um, it's it's not going to happen now. If if it happens at all, it, this would be a, an off season trade. Mike Matheson's not being traded before the trade deadline, for sure. And uh, to add to that as well, he's been quarterbacking that first power play unit, and that power play has not looked good for a couple of seasons now. He's been given plenty of opportunity. Uh, we've talked about his offensive contributions and uh, the fact that he's not been a great power play quarterback. I think that's a bit of a knock against him, unfortunately. That's a great point. Now, Jake Allen, we've talked about how he's on those trade boards. In my opinion, most likely the next go, uh, just because he's on those trade boards. And I think that this is a must but I don't know if this is going to happen anymore based off of some of the comments coming from Kent Hughes and to be honest, I might even consider this trade deadline a failure for the Montreal Canadiens if they do not move one of their three goaltenders out. So now the goalposts are moved. We talked about it last week that um, three goaltender situation is untenable if it still continues next season. So we know that that uh, one of the goaltenders, likely Jake Allen, will be traded um, sometime between now and September. Um, I think it's, it's leaning uh, towards a summer trade um, and for that three goalie uh, situation to be resolved. Uh, unless um, Colorado, we know, is looking for um, a solid backup uh, insurance. Um, but Colorado usually doesn't make detail uh, deals right until the end of, of, of the trade deadline. So um, I don't I don't know that. Um, anything is going to happen there with Jake Allen, um, you know, right up to the last minute or more likely in the summer. Yeah, of course, uh, Jacob Markstrom, like we said, is on those Trey Bay boards. And uh, I think if you're looking at a goaltender, uh, I think you'd prefer Jacob Markstrom, if we're being honest. On top of that, I might go as far to say that the Montreal Canadiens shot themselves in the foot with how they've dealt with Jake Allen season I think that he's been a goaltender that they've put out uh, for the more difficult starts uh, compared to both Caden Primo and Sam Montembeau and on top of that when he's on the ice playing he doesn't get a ton of support his team never seems to play well in front of him and that uh, they leave him hung out to dry unfortunately yeah that's right goal support is almost not has been almost non-existent for Jake Allen for Jake Allen himself a goaltender who over the years got into a rhythm of playing you know, even as a backup playing every so often, now in the three-goalie tandem, he's playing, you know, very occasionally. And um, and even at that, his numbers are still pretty comparable uh, to Sam Montembeau, but you'd never know that by listening to the media. The media are constantly trashing him and the fans following along. Um, and it just isn't isn't pretty for, for Jake Allen. And 
Uh, I know that that the scouts don't hear all that sort of thing, but still, um, with the fan bases the way they are for a fan base to go out, for Colorado um, to go and and, uh, try to rev up their fan base by bringing in a Jake Allen, uh, when all this negative energy is out there, uh, unfairly so, um, it, it makes it, it reminded me of, of, um, well, Mark Bergevin actually went and, you know, would, would trash his players in public and then try to trade them. But, um, but this is, this is the media doing it. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate because Jake Allen is, is a good guy, a good backup goaltender and, and, um, doesn't deserve the, the negativity that he's been getting. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I think just one last thing I'll say is I, I do feel bad for Jay Gallen. Uh, if you go back to the golf tournament uh, that happened back in September, he did say that he was looking to get some more starts. And uh, it was just never in the cards for that to happen this season uh, because of that three goalie tandem. And it's just been super awkward. I, I don't like how he's been made into some sort of a villain. I don't think that uh, he's necessarily played bad. I think he's been the goalie who he is. At the beginning of the year, I think people forget that uh, he stole a few games for the Montreal Canadiens. He stole some points for them. And uh, it's just been unfortunate uh, that uh, since then and coming into 2024, uh, you wouldn't know uh, that uh, he was a good uh, goaltender if you hadn't been watching those games. For sure. And uh, next on our list here is one David Savard. Uh, David Savard pulled an interesting magic trick where I think I saw him on all the trade boards uh, back in <laughs> January, and now he's gone missing. Uh, in my opinion, uh, this would be another must, but uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't know if that will be happening anymore. I think the last couple months, he's actually played reasonably well. He's been blocking shots. He's been a leader. I think that he could be a value to a team looking to make a run in the playoffs. But uh, unfortunately, uh, the last little while, I've been noticing a lot of articles out there defending why the Montreal Canadiens should hang on to him and what a great leader he is for the younger players. So what are your thoughts on the potential of David Savard moving? Well, uh, David Savard must move. He must move at some point. Um, And so why not sooner than later? Um, I think, uh, you know, Kent Hughes' comments apply. We want to turn over the team. We want to put it in the hands of our young players. We want to give the leadership to our young players. Now, when Sean Monaghan moved, uh, the leadership, um, you know, the, the, the young leaders had to, to step up. Um, and the same would apply with, um, you know, a David Savard trade. Then it's a Gooley who has been a leader, who has been a captain, um, and, and say a Matheson or, or, um, some of the other defensemen, I mean, a a Kovacevic, um, those players have to step up. Um, I know there's a certain sentimentality around, uh, David Savard, but, um, again, he's not going to be around when the Canadians are contending. Um, so yes, he's been playing reasonably well. He's been playing the kind of hockey that, um, you know, not contributing the offense, but the kind of, of hockey you need in, in the playoffs, blocking shots, leaning on people, clearing the front of the net. Um, and that's, that's a team who's headed to the playoffs can use, um, you know, a player like that. And they have been calling, um, and what Elliot Friedman said um, this week is um, in his 32 thoughts, interested parties do not believe David Savard wishes to leave Montreal. 
Well, if that was the criteria, Jake Allen has said that he doesn't want to leave Montreal. He wants to stay here. Um, Jake Allen has family close by in New Brunswick. Uh, I know that David Savard has mentioned, you know, he has his family here. He doesn't want to move. Uh, but they don't get to make those decisions. And funny enough, Jake Allen has more control because he has a modified no trade. David Savard doesn't have any kind of no trade. Um, but maybe this is all just, as we said, uh, Kent Hughes likes to leverage the media. Um, and maybe this is all just a, uh, you know, saying that David Savard isn't being shopped. Um, maybe is just a, a ploy to get more um, offers. Because if you look back to last season, um, the kinds of things that that uh, Kent Hughes was saying about Joel Edmondson are exactly the same thing that he said to um, to David Savard. Um, and David Savard said that Kent Hughes brought him up and, and talked to him and said, we've had conversations and Kent has talked to my agents. I told him that I'm happy here. Um, and so hopefully it stays that way. Um, Joel Edmondson, um, last season, um, Kent Hughes uh, brought me up to his office a couple of times uh, and said, uh, you probably see what's... Um, uh, you're seeing online, Edmondson said, you know, I, I'd like staying here, but but do what you have to do kind of thing. Um, and Kent Hughes said, listen, we're not m- looking to move you, but we're listening. Um, and maybe you'll get to be on a contender. I, I expect he he gave exactly the same speech to David Savard. So um, Joel Edmondson was eventually moved uh, in the summer. And at some point, I think, David Savard's going to be moved. And, and um, listen, that's going to help um, because it's going to open up a spot for the young defensemen, uh, give them more responsibility, and I think uh, they're ready for it. Uh, the other thing is that um, we remember that, that David Savard has been injured. Um, he's, had, he's had injuries this He had a fractured hand this year. Um, he's... he's healthy now leading up to the the trade deadline he may not be healthy leading up to the trade next trade deadline uh so why not take advantage of it um kent hughes's job is to bring in assets uh for aging players and players who are not going to be here um i think it's 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 time to trade david savard assets for aging players you say interesting how about one tanner pearson uh, the only other Montreal Canadian that I've seen on any of the trade boards. I think he's a de- decent depth piece. Um, he was part of some good teams in Los Angeles. Uh, he's a good leader. He seems well-liked. If the Montreal Canadiens are willing to retain on one Tanner Pearson, I feel like that this is a pretty good move. This would be the right time to move him out because he's also on an expiring contract, right? That's right. Um, of, of the players that we've talked about, Tanner Pearson's the only one on an expiring contract. And, you know, if you've been listening to us for weeks, I've been, I've been saying Tanner Pearson needs to be on that list. Tanner Pearson is is ideal. Uh, now listen, he hasn't had a great season. He's had some, some injuries, um, but you play up the fact that he's got considerable playoff experience. He's won a cup. Um, and, um, so he could be, be a help, uh, for a team. Now he's at, um, probably more than you want to pay for a player of, of his skill at 3.25 million. Uh, but, uh, again, um, as we talked about last week, 
uh, play these players, there's going to be salary retention. You know there's going to be salary retention if a Pearson gets traded. You know uh, there's going to be salary retention if David Savard or Jake Allen get uh, are traded. Um, so that gets back to, and we, we keep reminding you, but we'll say it one more time, the Canadians, Kent Hughes has used two of three retention slots. Um, so... There, there aren't going to be multiple trades here. Um, it's unlikely because, like I say, for for teams to be interested, um, the Canadians are going to have to withhold salary, and they can only do that one more time this season. Salary retention, Matt. You're making these transitions too easy for me. You're welcome. Um, yeah, the third party broker uh that's something that we've seen uh, the montreal canadians do before we saw that last season like you said uh, with uh, nick bonino and uh to me this uh i feel like this is unlikely because they only have that one salary retention spot left so i don't think that they could help out another team by uh, retaining a uh, salary and uh trading uh, that player away what do you think about this well did you remember the big haul that they got um, being involved in that three-way trade uh, at last uh, the last trade deadline. How big a haul was this? <laughs> um, the Canadians, the Canadians were uh, brokers, salary cap brokers in that three-way trade involved with Pittsburgh and San Jose, um, and Penguins got uh, Nick Bonino, uh, the only notable person in the trade. Um, Sharks got Arvid Hendrickson, a former Canadians prospect. The Montreal Canadiens received 27-year-old defenseman Tony Sund. Do you remember that? I can honestly say I don't remember that name. (laughs) Exactly. Um, He's now 28 and and playing uh, in Finland in in Liga uh, for HIFK. Um, and they received a fifth-round pick in the upcoming 2024 draft. Um, and for that, the Canadians took on 50% of uh, Benino's salary. Um, so I guess the question is, um, the Canadians are going to be involved once here. Are they going to get more for, for a Jake Allen? Are they going to get more for a Tanner Pearson? Or are they going to get more uh, being involved as a 30, third-party broker? Um, in retaining salary. And remember, um, essentially all they got uh, was a fifth-round pick. So are they going to get more than a fifth-round pick for Tanner Pearson? <laughs> that's um, maybe, uh, maybe not. Uh, but that's, I think, how the decision is going to be made, whether they um, they use the cap availability, where the, whether they use that one uh, remaining uh, retention slot to be that broker or to actually be involved in a, in a trade. Um, obviously the other benefit you get, uh, from, from moving a player is that spot, that valuable spot in the lineup that you, you can give to, um, a young player, uh, for the rest of the season that they can develop. And if it's the case of Jake Allen, you get rid of the three headed monster. Yeah. I think those are all good points there too. And uh, we have one final player on uh, this list. And to me, this is very puzzling, kind of troubling to an extent uh, that they would give up on a young player. But uh, Jordan Harris, it's being reported that uh, the Habs are shopping this player around as we approach the trade deadline. And uh, this is surprising to me. I feel like if they wanted to free up a spot on D, 
makes a little bit more sense to move out one of the veterans and uh, give up on one of your younger promising defensemen. And to be completely honest, I'm, I'm a Jordan Harris fan. I think he's played pretty well. Uh, I know a couple injuries this season, but uh, yeah, it seems a little bit odd that uh, they would be shopping around one Jordan Harris. Yeah, it, it is odd. Um, Jordan Harris, um, I think, is one of the, the smarter defensemen that, that the Canadians have right now. Um, really good hockey IQ. Um, he, he skates really well. Uh, he moves the puck. Size is an issue, but he's learned how to use his stick and position his body. Um, and, and maybe that, that's what makes him, uh, somewhat valuable in a trade. He is a left-handed defenseman and, and the Canadians have, um, a, a good number of those, um, so maybe to get something, you have to give up something good. And Jordan Harris, is that something good? Um, uh, it, it's, it's interesting, but obviously, uh, we saw this a couple places, um, you know, leaked to a fellow member of the hockey news and, and why is this being leaked is, is my question. Um, anyway, uh, it'd be sad to see him go. Jordan Harris, uh, third round pick, 71st overall, 2018. Um, maybe part of a package to bring in, um, you know, that 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 young uh, player. I don't know. Is, is it going to happen before the trade deadline? Is Or is this is a, a, a draft time trade? Um, let's keep an eye on this. Yeah, certainly one that uh, we'll keep an eye on there. So uh, we did our best to try and compile all the information that we have available to us. Uh, Threw out a couple extras there that uh, we think are worth talking about, too. And uh, as we approach the trade deadline here, is uh, there any final comments that uh, you wanted to send towards our listeners? Well, listen, it's when it happens, it's going to happen fast. Uh, so make sure that uh, you're you're uh, subscribed to the podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Make sure that you've bookmarked THN.com slash Montreal. Uh, or uh, make sure you're following us on social media. We're going to have this information to you. We're going to have the best analysis we can. We're going to bring in uh, the best experts we can to talk about this. Uh, all you have to do, uh, your part, is just make sure you're uh, here with us. Absolutely. And uh, before we head out into our final break here, we have a question for all of our listeners. Our Canadians Connection question of the week is, which Canadians do you consider must trades ahead of the NHL trade deadline? We want to hear from you and we'll give you some time to think about it. We'll take our final break here. Uh, Make sure that you stay with us. This is the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. The Canadians Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked out hockey cave or fanning. Well, don't just show your friends, show your Habs. The Rocket Sports Media team wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag showyourhabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to showyourhabs.com to see your entries, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. 
If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit Rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us regarding this unique marketing opportunity. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, log in to THN.com slash Montreal. Your year-round source for anything Habs-related. That's THN.com slash Montreal. Welcome back to episode 284 of the Canadians Connection podcast. Here on Rocket Sports Radio, you can follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you can visit the website CanadiansConnection.fm. Also, feel free to visit our website. To, oh, I did say that. Visit our website CanadiansConnection.fm. I can't highlight that say enough. Say it again. It's a great yeah. website. <laughs> CanadiansConnection.fm. And also, I'll say this a few times, uh, check out uh, our Rocket Sports text line. Feel free to te- send us a text anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 365 days a year, 585-3-ROCKET. That's 585-3-ROCKET. You know how to reach us there, and uh, we look forward to hearing from all of you. And, uh, Rick, it's going to be a busy time as we approach this trade deadline. Things are going to be a little bit unpredictable, I think. Uh, They are going to be unpredictable. It's also unpredictable what um, our our fans say to us. And uh, you mentioned the Rocket Sports text line, 585-3-ROCKET. I'll say it again, 5853-ROCKET. Um, and we got a text last week after last week's show. And you may remember that we had Patrick Williams on uh, the show. And um, and Patrick was great. Uh, he, the entire second segment, and, and he talked about Laval and the progress there. Um, and this text that we got right after the show came out, um, it said, um, the question, no singing angels or cheering kids for Patrick? Question mark. And yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot. I, I didn't play the the singing angels or the cheering kids for Patrick. Uh, and I deeply apologize to Patrick and to our, our uh, at least one vi- uh, listener uh, that I didn't do that. Uh, so listen. Um, that, that, uh, listener, uh, was able to text us, had something on, on their mind and said, listen, um, I need to tell you about this. And, and they texted right away and, and, um, we're, we're going to, we're going to act on it. So if you have anything to say, make sure you, um, text us at five, eight, five through rocket, because yes, um, there are lots of things happening. Um, we have, we have lots of places to, to, uh, uh, inform you in a lot of different ways. Well, why don't you tell them all the different ways we have uh, to keep up with the Montreal Canadiens? Yeah, here's what you need to know from Rocket Sports. Uh, we cover the Montreal Canadiens for the Hockey News 
And you can find all of that content at THN.com slash Montreal. That's the Hockey News Montreal. You can find all of our Canadians' coverage in one place. Uh, we do feature articles, game day posts. We cover the Val Rocket. We cover the Trois-Rivières Lions. Anything and everything you want to know about the Montreal Canadiens, head over to THN.com slash Montreal. Also, if uh, you're interested in some of our other multimedia content, we have a YouTube channel. You can find all of that at youtube.com slash allhabs. Make sure that you hit subscribe. Uh, we have a couple different things that we do on there. Throughout the week, Amy Johnson hosts a pair of different shows, the first one being the Habs Hockey Report. Uh, the latest ep- episode is entitled Montreal Canadiens Trade Deadline. Do you remember last year? And Amy does a great job hosting that show as well as the Rocket Hockey Report. This week's episode was entitled Logan Mayu leads the AHL in these categories. We got quite a bit of reaction for both of those. So make sure that you hit subscribe, watch both of those to stay up to date with the Montreal Canadiens and the Laval Rocket. You can also hit like if you like what you saw. Leave a comment too if you have anything to say as Amy loves to read all those comments and uh, she likes to reply to them too. So make sure you head over to check out that. We also put this podcast up on YouTube, the Canadians Connection podcast. Last week's episode entitled Prospect Watch, update on the Habs defense and goaltending pipeline. Uh, That was the one that you mentioned had Patrick Williams. So if you haven't watched it on YouTube, head over there, uh, leave a like, hit subscribe, leave a comment too. We love reading all the comments. We have a couple good ones there already, and we are more than welcome to welcome you to our channel. Plus, a few times per month, we've been doing live stream watch-alongs for Montreal Canadiens games. Uh, I host that alongside my partner, uh, Nathan. Uh, He's another Rocket Sports Media contributor who's been doing a great job alongside me. Uh, Just uh, the other day, Thursday, February the 22nd, we watched the Montreal Canadiens take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. We have a great time uh, doing this live. You get live commentary from me. We have all sorts of great uh, topics uh, prepared, plus a live chat if you have anything to say to us, any questions too. And I'll highlight here too, we had a trade go down during this game that we got (laughs) to react to live. As uh, Bemstrom was traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for Alex Nylander and a pick. And that leads me into our next live stream watch along party. And that's actually trade deadline eve, the night before trade deadline. Uh, Thursday, March the 7th, uh, mark the calendar. The Montreal Canadiens are taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. I know it's unlikely, but who knows? Maybe we have another live trade to react to on that one. What do you think about that, Rick? That would be terrific. It was incredible seeing uh, Pittsburgh trade a player while their team was playing, while you guys were doing the watch along. Um, So listen, if you have uh, trade suggestions for Kent Hughes, uh, certainly you can send them to 5853-ROCKET, but why not attend the next uh, watch-along on March 7th, and uh, there you can bounce your ideas off um, all Habs fans joining from all over the globe. Um, You all have one thing in common, a love for the Montreal Canadiens. Why don't you shut off the broadcast? I mean, turn down the volume, mute it, um, and listen to uh, Michael and Nathan, who do a great show, uh, very entertaining, very engaging, lots of information. And as well, like I say, there's the opportunity to to connect uh, with fans from all over the world. So be sure to, uh, to the, the best way is to sub- subscribe to the, um, the YouTube channel, uh, click the bell, the notification bell, and that way you'll be notified for all the live streams that are upcoming. Absolutely, because we do have a few coming up uh, before the end of the season, and uh, we have a lot of fun doing this, so we look forward to watching the games alongside you. 
Also, uh, one last thing we'd like to let you know, uh, make sure that you hit the subscribe button for this podcast, wherever you're listening to your podcast on your favorite player. Uh, we're available on a lot of different streaming platforms. Also, the Canadians Connection podcast is available at canadiansconnection.fm. So hit subscribe. You don't want to miss a single episode as we're here every single Saturday. And uh, if you uh, like the show, uh, we'd appreciate if you left us a five-star review uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll be here every single Saturday throughout the year. We don't uh, go on vacation, and we're here to bring you great Montreal Canadiens content. We are your inside link to the Montreal Canadiens. And Rick, a little uh, announcement coming from the Rocket Sports team. I believe that we are looking to recruit a few new team members. Uh, the little announcement is join us. Uh, you want to have some fun. You want to support your team. Uh, you want to get involved with uh, a great group. Um, and you want the opportunity to appear uh, in one of our uh, publications. Uh, well, then reach out to us. Uh, send us an email. Hello at rocketsportsmedia.com. Tell us why, uh, what skills you have that you could bring to to the group, why you are a great fan uh, or send us a text at 58453-ROCKET. We want to hear from you. Yeah, I remember doing this a few years ago. I got to chat with you over the phone. We mm-hmm. felt like it would be a good fit. Now I'm your weekly podcast hope and do, uh, host rather, and doing some live streams. Uh, Nathan was also one of those guys who wasn't entirely sure where he would uh, fit in amongst us, but he's been helping us with promotion. And now he's doing live streams alongside me, and we have a lot of fun doing it. So if you're interested, I do recommend reaching out to us. And now it's a good time to get to our Canadians Connection question of the week. And to all of our listeners, we ask, which Canadians do you consider must-trades ahead of the NHL trade deadline? We want to hear from you. Text us at 5853ROCKET, and you can reach out to us on social media, at AllHabs on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And uh, Rick, I think you said the email not too long ago, but let's uh, hear it once again. The email address is hello at rocketsportsmedia.com. Tell us, which of these players? Is it Armia Anderson? Savard, Allen, Pearson, you want you want Kent Hughes to go get Zegras. Tell us what you think. Uh, reach out, out to us at hello at rocketsportsmedia.com. We get tons of tweets, emails, comments on all of our content throughout the week. So we enjoy reading all of those and a little bit of encouragement to continue doing that. Uh, we might give you a shout out on the show as well as this is the Have Your Say segment. And CH Weekly, uh, the Montreal Canadiens have three games uh, between uh, now and the next time we meet up, Rick. Uh, So on February the 24th, uh, the Montreal Canadiens take on the New Jersey Devils. That's an early start. Uh, A couple days later, uh, the Arizona Coyotes come to town on the 27th. And then Montreal goes uh, down to visit uh, the Florida Panthers on the 29th. And I hear those uh, Florida Panthers are uh, big, strong, and also quite talented. So that's going to be a fun game to watch out for. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be an interesting week to see where the Canadians end up uh, by the time we we join you uh, for the next podcast. Absolutely. So that's going to be a wrap for us today. Thank you all for listening. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Canadians Connection podcast in the player or on any of your favorite podcasting apps. You can share it on social media, too, that way that... uh, Uh, We reach out to all sorts of other Montreal Canadiens fans. Enjoy the week. Uh, We'll be back here next Saturday, March the 2nd, for another great episode. Thank you all for listening to the Canadiens Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadiens Connection. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rocket Sports. Rocket Sports.